Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times your bet. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. That's right. The sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app for your first month. Uh, get 50% off using promo code SGPN. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. What's ever what's up everybody and welcome into the fantasy hockey podcast presented by the sports gambling podcast network. I am your host Justin Bruni. I am writing solo this evening. Nick has the week off. He is doing some work out of town out in Vegas working the SEMA car show. Nick hope you're having a good time. To everybody else, we have got work to do. We are in mid-season form here. Got the playoff beard and all ready to roll. We're heading into week four. I am already one and two in fantasy hockey, so a lot of work cut out for me. Nick and I are playing each other this week, so we should have a nice little story to share at the end of this one. We always like to go toe-to-toe, stick-for-stick, puck-for-puck. Uh, I know I've won a couple of ships in the last couple of years in our league, two out of the last four. I believe Nick at least has one out of the last four. I might I might be wrong on that. We'll get to maybe the stat correction when he is back on the pod. Uh, but tonight, we're going to be digging right into it. We're going to be talking about guys that are trending right now, guys that have been clipping a lot of points in their past handful of games, plus, of course, low ownership in fantasy hockey. A lot of favorable names out there. I've got some pretty decent names available in my league. You know, Quinn, or not Quinn Hughes, Luke Hughes, excuse me. He's sitting available in free agency, and he's absolutely buzzing right now. He's 78% owned, so, you know, didn't quite make the cut for the show sheet tonight. Uh, but there are a lot of names out there that are that are uh, that are flying around having a good time. So be sure to jump into your waiver wires and see who is buzzing. I've got some uh, some pretty good names tonight. A couple of guys on the same squad. I know we've got some Philly guys, some Anaheim players that are that are rolling together. 
Right now, we're going to start off uh, with some capitals, with some uh, some Washington Capital centers. We've got first up here making the cut tonight is Dylan Strom. He has six goals in eight games played, including four goals in his last three games. The Capitals have come alive. Let's see, in this last game, he played 21 minutes. The game prior, nearly 22 minutes, and three games ago, 21 minutes. So seeing a big shift in playing time, playing on that top line with Mr. Ovechkin and Tom Wilson. Getting the puck in the net, though, I mean, no assists. Kind of surprising playing alongside Ovi and even a guy like Tom Wilson that likes to get in front of the net, you know, try to draw some attention there, try to get a couple easy tap-in goals. Looks like Strom's been the guy getting it done on that top line, so you'll like to see it. He also has, playing behind him, line two center, Evgeny Kuznetsov, who's also been playing well, but more of the distributor, right? Just has one goal and four and uh, four assists through eight games. I'm a little bit more interested in Strom, you know, between the two. Kuznetsov also playing a ton of minutes, 25, 25, 24, and 22 minutes. Oh, even going farther back, 21 minutes October for, or October 21st. So since the 21st of October, Kuznetsov has played in at least 21 plus minutes or more. So definitely more playing time than Strom, but the fantasy production, it's just less so. Four and a half, seven and three quarters, eight and a half, negative zero and three quarters, and one fantasy point, even just one fantasy point in the game where he did accord record an assist, excuse me, up against Montreal on the road. So Let's see, Kuznetsov last four or five games here. He got one goal, one assist, two assists, zero points. That negative game I mentioned against Toronto on the 24th, and then one assist on the 21st. I just like chasing Strom's goals here. I mean, I, I, I believe it has to fall off at some point, right? You know, goals in three straight games, actually four out of his last five. And that Toronto loss, you know, they lost four to one, didn't have any production either, but did finish on the positive just a, a quarter point. But the game prior up against Montreal, two goals, and they lost that game three to two. So he's been uh, a big scorer right right now for the Capitals, Dylan Strom. He's the guy that I want to go with. My confidence level on him continuing this pace isn't very high. But if you're like me and you're in the doghouse, you're one and two, maybe 0 and three, Dylan Strom is a name that you need to look very hard at. 34% rostered, top line center, on the power play for the Capitals. This team's on heater right now. I think you want to keep trying to ride him out until the heater cools off. They've won three in a row, or three in a row, excuse me, and the team has scored, was at three, six, 12 goals in their last three games. It seems like a trend to jump on. I'm going to pass on Kuznetsov, also with just a little bit older, and the production has just been at a slower pace, and, and the fantasy points aren't really backing it up. He's playing alongside TJ Oshie and Anthony Mantha. And again, there, I'm, I'm just not getting a lot of excitement from those players. TJ Oshie doing little to nothing right now. And Anthony Mantha, just not someone that excites me in fantasy in general. Uh, before we move on here, we are going to hit another word from our sponsors, the good old folks at Underdog Fantasy. They have the best way to play alongside your favorite fantasy football team this year underdog has just introduced scorchers go five for five and pick them scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times your payout and for an limited time underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to 500 dollars. underdog is giving away 100 000 every sunday it's continuing 10 lucky players will win ten thousand dollars each 
one of my favorite you know plays of the week. One of our guys here on the list, Jaden Schwartz, love attacking his shots on goal. He's been hot and cold recently, but he's a guy that loves to get the puck to the net. So watch along, make your picks, and make a little cash over on Underdog on their mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with them, use promo code SGPN. Underdog will double, double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And the MMA Gambling Podcast is giving away a hoodie. They just launched their new YouTube channel. In honor, they're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie and submit your entry today. Make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. And back in it, cutting it up here, getting back to the waiver wire list, diving in deep, we've got Mr. Marcus Johansson of the Minnesota Wild, but he's on a roll. He did have his point streak come to an end on the 29th yesterday up against St. Louis on the road. The Wild lost that matchup 3-4, to four, and Marcus Johansson recorded no production. Zero goals, zero assists. However, not negative, you know, no penalty minutes, not terrible. Did finish with one fantasy point, recording two shots on goal. However... His five pre- previous games, he had at least one point in each of those games, recording an assist in five straight games, and he did have a game where he recorded one goal and one assist in a 4-5 to five loss to Columbus at home on the 21st. So, digging in here, I like the production, but I don't really love Marcus Johansson. So again, unless I'm very desperate... I'm probably not chasing after Johansson. He's 7% rostered, has one goal and five assists in his last nine games, meaning that production I just rattled off, that's all he has for the season. So he's warming up. However, the team in that stretch, they won just one game. They they haven't won a game, or I'm sorry, they did win up against Edmonton on the 24th. Prior to that, their previous win was Montreal, who I was about to mention. But this is all the production that he has is just this little stretch. He's on line two with... Joel Erickson Eck and Patrick Maroon. Again, not a group that's building much excitement in me here. And the fantasy production, again, while he's been buzzing, the numbers aren't quite there. His last five games one, seven and a quarter, three and a half, five and three quarters, eight and three quarters, and then four points if you go back six games. So average, you know, that's a little bit above, you know, the the kind of the, the low mark to keep you relevant in fantasy. You got to get guys that are at least getting you five, six, seven points a night. Most of these nights he's clicking, but I'm not expecting this production to be sustainable. I don't see him constantly racking up assists. I'm going to say no. I mean, this is definitely a trending option. I think I would be more likely to take maybe Marcus Johansson for like an anytime point or an anytime assist. I think maybe betting on his numbers may be a little bit safer than fantasy. Um yeah, just just not enough there for me. And the shots on net are also very, very inconsistent. Two, five, two, three, one, two. And then his first three games of the season was one, one, and zero. I feel like that's probably where we're going to see him trend down towards more consistently. But again, desperation or desperate times, I say, I should say, call for desperate measures. Marcus Johansson feels more like a desperate play. Uh, I do like him up against New Jersey in this next game, expecting some production there, expecting a lot of goals on both sides potentially again. But beyond that, you got the Rangers and then the Islanders. I don't know if I necessarily love him in those matchups. So if you're looking for somebody for a one-off start, 
maybe the second of November, Thursday, that would be a decent spot. But, you know, he doesn't have a game today, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So that may be the, the final hump on the camel's back here, only getting two starts this week, Thursday and Saturday. So if you need a nice little one-off, a little, little bump to the lineup, Marcus Johansson might be your guy, but I'm going to say no. It's a, it's a hard pass for me. All right, next up, we're getting into our mighty Ducks of Anaheim. We're getting into the boys that put a little duck on their sweater. A couple of big names here. We've got Ryan Strom and Mason McTavish. Ryan Strom looking very good. I picked him up today. I'm feeling good about starting him. He has quite a few starts, I believe three this week at least. Today, the 30th, uh, Wednesday, the 1st, and the 5th, which is Sunday. That looks good. That looks good. What looks even better is his numbers, two goals in his last three games, four assists in his last three games, and he also added an assist four games ago up against Boston at home. The team lost that game 1-3 to three, uh, at home hosting the Bruins. He did have one assist on the lone goal, so you like to see that. 3-2-1-1 for points in his last four games. Only one penalty in his last four games as well. You love to see that not hurting you with the penalty minutes. With the old stick on stick action. Two, two, two shots on goal in his last four games as well. Checking a lot of boxes here. However, one significant box that he's not checking is the minutes played 15 and a half, 17 minutes, 18 minutes, 17 minutes. I'd like to see a little bit more here. But what I do like from Strom is just that line two production overall, leading me to Mason McTavish. So you've got on line two, Mason McTavish. Ryan Strom and Frankie the Money Vetrano. Vetrano coming off another hat trick game, his second of the season. This line is really producing for the Ducks right now. I love to see it. That line one, though, Leo Carlson, Troy Terry, and Trevor Zegers, they are just struggling so much. I have to imagine it's going to turn around for them at some point, and maybe this line two doesn't have to carry as much weight. All that being said, right now you want to target these line two guys. So definitely give me Ryan Strom. He is 28% rostered. Expect that to continue to change. Mason McTavish, 38%. A little bit more name brand awareness there with McTavish being a younger player, having kind of that dra uh, draft prospect, you know, kind of awareness from the fans. But again, while the numbers are there for him, the minutes aren't necessarily there. He had two assists in his last game, but he only played 14 minutes. What's up with that? I mean, let's give Buddy some more ice time here. Um, but other than that, the production has been there. Like I said, two goals in his last four games, three assists in his last four games, points in his last four are two, one, one, and one. So again, why you would want to prioritize Ryan Strom over Mason McTavish. He's just been clicking at a little bit of a higher rate. But if you missed Strom, you can make up for it with McTavish, who's also getting a center and a left wing designation on your roster. Ryan Strom getting the lefty and the righty. You, you like to see it. But Strom also doesn't have a ton of shots on net. To Mason McTavish, Tavish 20 shots on goal through eight games, Ryan Strom 14 through eight, so a little bit less of a hit rate there. So kind of pick your poison here, but I'm going with Strom, you know, over McTavish. I would love to tell you to pick up Frankie Vetrano, but I guarantee he is not going to be available after that second hat trick. People are absolutely loving him right now in fantasy. Got to ride that hot hand um, with Vetrano here. I, you know, we're going to be talking about it next week. We're going to be getting more into like the who's hot, who's not, who you can give up on, and who you absolutely must hold. Trevor Zegers is one of those guys for me. And so, again, I like what this second line is doing, but I'm expecting that top group between Leo Carlson, 
Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers to get going at some point. So something to look out for here. You don't necessarily want to put all of your, you know, acorns or your your chips into one pot here for this line two group. Again, love what they're doing, but I expect it may fall off at some point. Ryan Strom, 10 points in eight games. Mason McTavish, eight points in eight games. So both players, a point per game player and or better. Okay, next up, we do have our first defenseman of the show. We've got Mikey Money Anderson, points in three straight games, and he has assists in, what is it, five out of his last six. He's playing on that top D pair for the Los Angeles Kings with Drew Doughty. You like to see that. And for a defenseman, he has nearly a point-per-game production. He has one goal and six assists through eight games played. You'll love to see it. Seeing him on the power play, getting used as a nice, friendly bumper, uh, well, I say that and he has no power play points. So maybe maybe he's creating some opportunities there, but I was thinking that he had some power play points. He has none. He has absolutely none through his start this season and also not shooting the puck on net a lot, but you have to love the fantasy points that you're getting from his recent starts. Six and three quarters, nine and a half, four and three quarters, zero and a quarter, eight and a quarter, and eight and a half. You love to see this production here and also getting a ton of minutes. 21, 19, 20, 16, 23, and 19 through his last six games. He is clicking right now and just 16% rostered. So if you've got guys like, you know, like my Roman Yossi, I know he the other night he had a goal and assist for a game, but he's been pretty cold. If you're running with guys that you just can't drop and you either you can't afford to uh to you know to lose them, this is a name that you can pick up for sure. And Mikey Anderson, get him on your roster. This is this seems like a play that could last longer than just a you know a hot trend you know through through a you know a six game trend where he looked good i think that we could see him continue on this pace you know the the kings while they're not amazing they have been winning more than they've been losing and you like to see him on that top pair with uh Dautry, like i said having someone with a lot of experience another offensive mind but a guy that can also stay at home as well so good situation there for Mikey Anderson and i also just don't love the rest of the group so go and target him on your fantasy squads. Before we move on here, we are going to hit another word from our sponsors, Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down leg by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, I'm backing in here. We're back to our list. Just passed through Mikey Anderson, a couple of Anaheim Ducks, Mason McTavish, Ryan Strom, some not so Marcus Johansson. I'm I'm hip with it, but I'm not with it. Evgeny Kuznetsov and Dylan Strom, a couple of capitals there. Another couple of uh, players we're going to run through on the same team are some Philadelphia Flyers. First up here, we've got Mr. Owen Tippett, <clears throat> line one winger. He's playing on that top line uh, with Sean Coutier and Cam Atkinson. Cam Atkinson, I believe, is also on this list. Tippett, getting pucks on net, getting getting that assignment done, but not doing so much of the scoring. In his last couple of games here, he's got eight, five, three, and seven shots on goal. He has 31 shots on goal through eight games played. However, has just one goal and four assists. But through his last couple of games here, he's been looking good. One assist, one goal, one assist, no points, and then two assists. And that goes all the way back to October 19th. So that's one goal in his last five games, and he's got four assists in his last five games. Not bad. Starting to catch fire here, getting some top-line minutes. I don't love necessarily the minutes played. Time on ice, not so great. Just under 16, just under 15, 15, and then 17 points. I would not say he's the top option here, but he is a trending option, someone that we definitely want to acknowledge. His line mate, Cam Atkinson, probably the guy that you want to go out and grab. Atkinson, 24% rostered to, let's see, Owen Tibbetts, 38. Kind of off balance there, given the production for Cam Atkinson. He has a goal in his last game. In his last three games, he has two goals and three assists. So going through his last few games, he's kind of going on and off with the scoring. Last game, he scored a goal. Previous game before that, he didn't score. Game before that, he had a goal. Then the next game, he didn't. And then the next game, he had two goals. So he's, you know, he's kind of going on and off here. The scoring is there and it isn't, but the fantasy production certainly is five and a quarter, 15 and a quarter on that three assist game, seven and a quarter on a game uh, on the 24th. They lost to Vegas three to two, scored a goal, seven and a quarter points. Uh, Dallas was kind of a down game, but he did play 20 minutes. You like to see that 20 minutes, only a point and a half of fantasy production. But again, you like to see the minutes there. You, you know, that's how you know the role is growing, right? And then 10, 10 fantasy points on the 19th up against Edmonton where he had two goals. Cam Atkinson, five goals, three assists, and eight games played, so a point-per-game player with 21 shots on goal. So that's kind of the balance you're seeing there, right? You're seeing Tippett get a lot of shots on net, but you're seeing Atkinson finish more so. So he would be the guy that I'm leaning towards. Give me some Cam Atkinson here be uh, between the two. Again, just like that he's hitting at a higher rate. And then kind of a, a far cry, someone that I've been high on, is Bobby Brink. He's a third-line player. Uh, so he's playing alongside Noah Cates and Joel Farabee. Farabee, another guy that likes to get the puck on net. So you like to see that they have a couple of shooters down there on the third line. Bobby Brink is more of just a recency-biased play. He has two goals in his last two games and two assists in his last two games being in exactly that order. His last game, he had two assists, and the game prior to that, he had two goals. So other than those two games, not a lot to write home about. 
uh, seven fantasy points, 12 and three quarters. And then you go down to half a point, five and three quarters, five points. He did have on the 19th and the 21st an assist in each of those games. So you like to see that, but I just find him to be more inconsistent. And I think that's what the, the narrative, how the narrative will play out for Brink as the season goes on. Two goals, four assists in seven games played, just under a point per game player. Interested, but not interested. Very uh, hot and cold on what I want to do with Bobby Brink. Again, kind of a player that I want to chase for maybe some props, you know, maybe on a night where I feel like, you know, oh, they, got a, they got a good opponent that they're playing at home, like a nice little matchup. And that's what we saw in these last two games. They were playing at home, Minnesota a team that's allowing a lot of production. Anaheim, a team that's allow, allowing a lot of production. They lost that game actually 4-7 to seven against Anaheim. Anaheim actually put one in their face. Anaheim was playing on the road. <clears throat> so uh, some, some hot and cold players there for the Philadelphia Flyers. I think Bobby Brink, like I said, I think feel like he might be a little bit more colder as the season goes on. I want to target Atkinson the most out of that group. All right, next up, we do have another trending defenseman, Mr. Philip Hronick, uh, now with the Vancouver Canucks, if you were not aware. Buddy's collecting assists, seven assists in eight games played. No goals just yet, but give him time. Two, one, and one his last three games for assists recorded. Uh, the team lost this last game three to four, and he had two assists in that game. You like to see it. Ten and a quarter points, four and a quarter points, four points, two and a quarter, and eight points. That dates back to the 19th of October. Uh, playing on that top pair with Quinn Hughes. Uh, so I, I like that a lot. A lot of potential offense there. Hronik likes to also get the puck to the net. So a lot of good things. Playing a lot of minutes as well. 24, 18 and a half, 27 minutes. Holy cow. Up against Nashville on the 24th. 25 minutes, 26 minutes, and 25 minutes. He's getting that top D-line designation. <clears throat> Excuse me, you like to see it, but he is 52% rostered. So you got to get in on him. You got to go attack him on the waivers if he is still available. If you're really hurting for a defenseman, might be somebody you might be able to sell low on or, or buy low, I should say, rather. Uh, someone you wouldn't need to spend a lot on. So uh, definitely someone that I would look at hard, Philip Hronick. Again, now with the Vancouver Canucks. This gentleman, this next player that we're about to rattle off, we've already talked about him a bit, and he is moving up the lineup. We're talking about Mr. Nicholas Paul with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Five goals in eight games, two assists in eight games. He's now on line two with Brandon Hagel and Sir Steven Stomkos. That's an upgrade. That's that's a lot better than his, uh, than his third line minutes here that he was getting with you know, Tanner Janot or Luke Lindenning or Connor Sheary, like those type of bottom six players. So getting elevated up with Stomkos and Hagel, that's a big deal. I like it. The production's been there. He's been fantastic on the power play. Uh, they are missing Tyler Mott right now. He's on the IR. I don't think him coming back would affect anything. So go pick up some Nicholas Paul. He's still 37% rostered, gets a lot of special teams playing time, now playing on that second line. A lot to like here. Getting pucks on net, 3-2, 1-2 his last four games. Uh, let's see, against Buffalo, they had a 3-2 loss on the 17th, but the game prior to that, he had three shots on net up against Ottawa. Lots of like with Nicholas Paul. He's already been you know, on the list a few times now, so definitely someone you want to go out and target. Another familiar callback here, we have Mr. Kyle Palmieri. Seven points in seven games played, point-per-game player, but not very popular, only 9% rostered. 
This is someone I think you want to target for your props and fantasy alike. Uh, five and a quarter, seven and a quarter, eight and a quarter, one and a quarter, and nine and a quarter in his last uh, five games played. I like it. I like it a lot. Two goals in his last two games, has three points in his last three games. Didn't have any production on the 21st up against Buffalo on the road, but did record two assists and a four to five loss up against the Devils on the 20th. I'm riding with Kyle Kyle Palmieri. He was someone that I brought up on the first show as kind of like, eh, you know, he's kind of a dart throw. You know, he doesn't feel safe. He's playing on kind of an underwhelming line on line two with Brock Nelson and Pierre Ingvall, but it feels like the production is leaning towards his side of the ice. He's getting shots on net three. Three three one one three through his last five games. This is a name again, not very popular for fantasy, but I'm gonna keep you know banging the drum for it, banging the table for him. He's got a game tonight up against Detroit and a couple more matchups this week. It looks like he has yeah three games this week tonight, the second up against Washington on the road, and the fourth this Saturday up against Carolina. So another situation if you can only get you know so many starts a week or so many ads. He's a guy that I would go ahead and, and target point per game player through seven games thus far, 18 shots on net. So he's averaging over two shots on net per game. I like what I'm seeing here. Let's let's ride him out. Let's ride him until he falls off. Uh, next up here, and before we move on, just be sure to smash the like button and download the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Appreciate you all. Next guy up, we mentioned him earlier in the show, Mr. Jaden Schwartz, someone that I love to get the puck to the net. With consistency, he has 24 shots on net through nine games played, to be exact. Well over two shots on net per game, almost two and a half. Got uh, five and a half, seven and a quarter, 14 and a quarter, two and three quarters, 11 and a quarter through his last five games played. In that stretch, he has three goals and two assists, so five points in five games played. Love to see it. Not taking any penalties, getting the puck on net. Has, what is it, Mm, five? No. Three power play points, excuse me, through his last seven games or so. So I like what I'm seeing from Jaden Schwartz playing on that second line with Jordan Eberle and uh, and Wenberg. Those other guys, not the most popular names, but Eberle and Schwartz, they like to shoot the puck. Schwartz, again, like I mentioned when we talked about him a couple episodes ago, the offense and the production should lean to his side of the ice. The guy is constantly ripping the puck on net. Someone that I love in that lineup. I liked him when he played for St. Louis, and that's not something that you'll hear commonly out of my mouth, anything positive to say about St. Louis players. So continue to fire up Jaden Schwartz, only 9% rostered, does only have six points in nine games played, but I, I feel like that's from a colder start. He's starting to turn up. Get on him before the rest of your league does. All right, next up here, we've got Mr. Ryan Johansson of the Colorado Avalanche. He's got Miko Rantanen on his line. He's been playing on that same, on that second line. I believe they moved uh, Comfer, JT Comfer, off that line uh, for Ryan Johansson. He's now playing, like I said, with Miko Rantanen and Jonathan Druin. Jonathan Druin getting another little jump start there in Colorado. I know he's been around the league a bit here, but Johansson keeping himself in the mix in the middle of the production. You know, I will say these last couple of games he's gone a little cold, but I'm going to say that's in part with the team also just not scoring. Colorado Avalanche, zero goals in their last two games, but eight goals against in total, dropped an 0-4 loss to Buffalo on the road this last game, and then the game prior had another 4-0 loss to the Penguins. So I'm, I'm expecting these guys to bounce back big this week. You've got a matchup up against St. Louis 
at home, coming home to play St. Louis. They're going to light up Jordan Bennington in that matchup. And then they've got another matchup on the fourth at Vegas. So right there is the downside. Just two games this week for Mr. Johansson. But I feel like if you're really in need, he is someone that you want to go ahead and grab for one of those two games because he's just been on fire prior prior to the 0-8 dumpster fest from the Avalanche. He had two goals, one goal, and one goal in a 7-4 win, a 6-4 win, and a 4-0 loss. Those opponents were the Islanders, the Hurricanes, and the Blackhawks. That's the type of production that I'm expecting. So in those three games, he had a total of five points, two, two, and one. Uh, the 6-4 win up against Carolina, he did have a goal and assist. Johansson, again, not great because he only has a couple of games this week. He has 23 shots on goal through eight games played, so also getting the puck to the net, 6-2-5-3-2 through his last five games played. That is something that you like to see, especially in an 0-4 loss. Like the guy that's getting six shots on goal, he got seven fantasy points in that game in an 0-4 loss. That is a very good uh, bit of criteria to look for, like guys that are still being productive in fantasy despite their team just dropping a big old fat goose egg. All right, one goal, goalie on the list here. I am going to throw out Jonathan Quick. I know that we talked about him last week. Just speaking briefly on him, in my situation, like I'm just underwater on goalies. In this league I'm in, like almost everybody has like three or four, and I just had, you know, I was riding with you Soros and Fred Freddie Anderson. I was thinking that was going to get it done. It's not. It's not. So I had a Jonathan Quick yesterday on Sunday, kind of using like my last ad of the week. I, you get five ads per week. And I did it because I just knew I wasn't going to win. And I just wanted to try to get ahead of some decent goalie starts. Quick with the Rangers is going to be a very good combination. He's got two wins so far, you know, a 0.43 goals against average. He's looking very, very good. But if he's not available, Mackenzie Blackwood still is 12% rostered right now. He is absolutely, absolutely lighting it up. He's not winning any games, but he is lighting it up in fantasy. His last couple of starts here, 34 fantasy points, three and a half fantasy points. That, that's an outlier, okay? Tampa Bay beat the team 6 nothing. He let in five, only had 16 saves, but that's it. That's his worst game of the season. I can live with that if the, the rest of the production is like so. 28 fantasy points on the 24th, 16 and a half on the 21st. The 17th, he had 21. I believe his first start of the season, he had 50. He had 50. Listen, I know it's not pretty. I know the Sharks haven't won any games. But Vancouver, Pittsburgh, and Philly at home these next couple of games, these are games that feel like the games up against Washington, the games up against Colorado, the games up against Florida, where he was able to rack up tons and tons of saves by a lot of shots, a lot of shots on net. So Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Quick would be my guys to look at this week. Next week, we are going to be diving into stinking hot goalies. We'll be going over some of the top producing goaltenders in the NHL right now for fantasy. We want to you know, let some time go by because goalies just don't start every game like they used to. So we want to go you know, through a couple of weeks here, see how these guys are kind of trading games. Is, is you know, the star taking two, three in a row, letting the backup take one? Are they going back and forth? Are they trading start by start? So we'll have stinking hot goalies next week, and we'll also have just guys you got to hang on to. You know, those guys that have been off to terrible starts, you can't drop them. Trevor Zegers, you can't do it. You can't be dropping Trevor Zegers, especially in those deeper leagues. So we'll go over some guys you just have to absolutely still hold on to and some guys, of course, that you have to pick up. 
those trending players. So we are going to head on out. Take care. Be well. Be good. Nick, we will see you back on the show next week. And yeah, that's all I got. We'll see you later.